You guys know I am pretty obsessed with Topo Chico. Topo Chico is the best sparkling water on the planet and now you have no reason not to try it because they have to your door delivery available on their website. It's topochico.com, T-O-P-O-C-H-I-C-O.com and they also do awesome things. They partner with artists like me, like this podcast and they have provided tons of swag for our giveaways here on Tuba Talks. And a lot of that swag is part of their collaboration with another artist, a visual artist uh, named Hey Sue. And and we're doing a lot of giveaways here on Tupin Talks. All you have to do is comment and share on the live premieres and you can win some of that swag for free. Hey there, Katie Tupin here and you are listening to or watching Tupin Talks, the podcast in which I talk about whatever I want to talk about to whoever I want to talk about it to. And this week I have a very special guest, my dad. I have Dave Tupin joining me and... Um, yeah, so I don't know how this is going to go. It could be enlightening. It could be embarrassing. You know, who's to say? But he's joining me. And uh, the reason is because me and my dad, uh, when I first started playing music, my dad uh, taught me how to play. And uh, some 14 years ago, we were playing acoustic duo shows together. And coming up here in uh, March 10th, we're playing in Hemet, California together as a duo and Hotel Cafe in Los Angeles as a duo. So this is the first time him and I have really played together since I first started. So I think it's going to be so much fun um, at the very least. <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun. So I hope to see you guys at that show. And if you guys are watching or listening um to this episode don't forget on facebook you if you comment or share you're automatically entered into drawings to win stuff from me or our and our sponsors um our sponsors are hope rocks we love hope rocks and topo chico the best fizzy bubbly water on the planet and they have provided all kinds of cool swag and you get all kinds of stuff from me and a uh, lots of people can say you know it's very easy all you do is share on facebook or comment and even if you're not watching this episode, uh, the premiere live, you can go back and and uh, and still comment and share and be entered into those drawings. Okay, all right, here we go. Wish me luck. All right, so I am here with my dad. This is Dave Tupin. Thanks for coming over, pops. It's all right. Yeah. All right. So, um, who's your favorite kid? Favorite kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if, if well, Neil and I, it's like a choice of. We're okay. both in a burning building, and you could only save one of us. I'd probably have to let you, you know, you'd probably both go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah, that, wait. that way I wouldn't, you know, be accused of playing favorites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible... So you just let one of us die when you could have saved one of us. Uh, all right. What if I just grabbed both of you, threw you out, and then I got to... Well, you're going to be, you're going to live regardless. I'm going to, I'm going to be the hero. Yeah. All right. Uh, Neil's got children. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All so, right. Well, so. now we know the answer to that. <laughs> so, uh, my, I have my dad on here because him and I are actually going to go out and play some shows together in California. Um, we haven't done that in a while. So, uh, how are you feeling about that? Uh, a little apprehensive. Why is that? Because we haven't done it. Not in just a little while, a long while. Yeah, it's been like, like 12 years. A decade, 40, yeah. over a decade. <laughs> yeah, so, but anyway, we'll, 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 we'll pull it off. Is this the first time you've listened to all of my songs? Or have you heard all my songs? I've heard all your songs. Okay. Yes, it's like I did like kind of 
you know, I was curious. So you followed me, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to music that much anymore. Yeah. Well, why not? It changed a lot. Do you think that the best music that's ever been made has already been made? No, probably not. But I think that music changed over the years. And what do you think caused that? It got too commercial. Yeah, it's probably true. Yes, it got very commercial. Do you it's know? It's like, you know, if you like Snapple, you'll like this. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they just tried to start making everything sound like the, something that was already popular. Yes, and it had to be similar to this in order, you know, they, they would do the marketing and they'd say, let's test it and let's see whether or not this, this song will sell. It's, it's, that one sold, so this one will probably sell. Well, it kind of works that way, too. Yeah, and yeah, it kind of does work. But it kind of it kind of put a, quite a damper on creativity and diversity. So when you first started playing music, what, what was that like? How old were you? 16. Why did you start playing music? Girlfriends. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, well, to, it's to get like, the girl? Well, this is cool. Yeah, it's like if I learn how to do this, it'd be cool. And it's like, well, actually, that's not entirely true. It was like, I, I was curious as to how music was. <laughs> I did not okay. think you were going to say that. Uh, oh, I know it. Uh, it was, I was curious as to how music was constructed and how it worked and, and you know, the theory behind it. How did you end up learning all of that just by figuring no, it out? No, my mom wanted me to play piano, so she sent me off to piano lessons. When you were 16? When I was 16. Oh, well, that's right. cool. But I didn't learn how to play piano. You never did? No, I would just, you know, I she would, the teacher would show me things and I'd say, you know, why is this a C chord? And she explained it to me and then I'd run home and figure it out on guitar. Why didn't she just put you in guitar lessons? She thought piano was like, I, my, I guess more respectable and we had a piano in the house and nobody knew how to play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always wondered why there was a piano she in the house. She bought it for me. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she said, well, well Dave will learn how to play piano, and, but I didn't. Well, that's funny because so, that piano is actually at my brother's house now and my niece is learning how to play it. Mm -hmm. It's finally it's a good piano. <laughs> you know, putting to use mm -hmm. you know, 50 years later. Well, I, it, it was beneficial for me because it, it I used it to figure out chord structures and scales and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then you would translate it to guitar. And then, you know, I know Uncle Mark, your older brother, was playing music also. Yes. Was he, he also in out, piano start, lessons? No, he started out playing the accordion. That's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> just like picturing Mark with an accordion. Yeah, it's like... really cool accordion. Too. I don't know what happened to it. Really? Yeah, it was kind of like Mother of Pearl and it was real pretty. Really? Yeah. Did, does he that, still that play was... accordion? Uh, I, he probably could. I bet he could. Yeah. He, he, he Accordion, guitar, and violin. But it was kind of competitive in your household. Everything was competitive in our household. <laughs> like, what do you, What was that like? What oh, do you mean? Oh, grades, sports. Between music. you and you and your older brother. Oh, it was... Uh, initially, he didn't help much. It was... And then, you know, I started learning how to play some lead guitar, and he was a little baffled by that because I figured it out pretty quickly and he was he was like i gotta one-up my game well he was had a tendency to be critical he's very good <laughs> he's a good guitar and so yeah and he was incredibly creative yeah and so it just kind of worked, went like that but were you in bands with him no never was in a band with him we jammed some but we and we played a lot of guitar sitting on our beds mm -hmm. you didn't know. you have a share a room growing yes, up yes we shared a room because you're so he's one of six and, and you were a middle 
a yes. middle child. Yes. So I was the invisible child. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that is that partly why you started playing music? Do you think, or got so in, interested in music? No, I listened to it and I liked it. It's like in, you know, the, actually the the first thing I learned how to play was harmonica, mm -hmm. blues harp, and I listened to all these old blues players and figured out how to bend notes on the harmonica, which was at that time it's well, learning anything at that time was more difficult than it is now because now you've got YouTube and you've got, you know, a gazillion people trying to say, hey, here's how you do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's so interesting because we do have like everything available to us, yet people are like lazier than ever. <laughs> I think, you know, because it's all right there. We have literally no excuse to like if we want to know something. True. Yeah. True. Yes. So, okay, so did you have bands when you were growing up? Yeah, were you in, in bands? I was in bands, garage bands mainly, but, um, and we started writing things some. We would make music and two or three like that. And then I played in just regular cover bands. Mm -hmm. You got to speak up and speak into the microphone oh, when you're talking. Oh, then I played in regular cover <laughs> bands. <laughs> just, I have no idea if it's picking up. Okay, um, well. you're, my dad's a little, he, you're kind of soft-spoken. Did you know that? Well, yeah. <laughs> I had to like twist his arm, I think, to get him to sit here and do this interview. So I really appreciate it. Um, okay, so you're in garage. I, bands. I got a free cup of coffee, you know, for doing it. <laughs> right from the Keurig. Um, yeah. So you're in. Did you write songs ever growing up, or was some, that some? Not very many. It wasn't an interest. Um, no, not really. I mean, no, not really, because I didn't sing. Mm -hmm. Why not? lack of confidence probably more than anything and not taking the time to learn yeah yeah probably because your brother was so mean to you <laughs> <laughs> he, he did beat me up a lot you know until <laughs> i got bigger than him and then he decided to stop oh <laughs> uh, well luckily i didn't deal with that with neil growing up we just kind of got along well every now time. and then he, he in high school he what? did not beat me up his friends beat me no up. he smacked you every now and then no he did yes, not he did and i had to make him stop i have it that blocked from my memory yeah. i can't imagine neil ever even like hinting at violence mm-hmm Neil's an angel. Yeah, pretty much. You would you chose him <laughs> in the burning building. <laughs> Let it be known. Um, okay, so you well, know. Well, that's not etched in stone. <laughs> so long as I I reproduce. <laughs> no, it's probably who's closer to the door. <laughs> noted. Noted. Okay, so when I was um seventeen, I didn't or was i 17 18 i didn't want to go to college and i said i want to play music oh and we're I, gonna tell the story sure oh, okay okay what was that your perspective of that story you weren't doing well <laughs> <laughs> thanks you, you were well you, you even in high school you didn't you know i mean you weren't all enthused about the structure of high school you know so but then when you got into college it was like you know this is going to be your career and it's like it, you know i think the thought of that made you miserable I died inside. Yes. And so it was like, okay. So I went to visit you and and I saw that you were obviously not doing well. It was like, I don't think she's cleaned her apartment in like a month. And <laughs> <laughs> this is kidding. The well, tell you all said, story. You said you wanted to go down this, All right, let's go. go I, I've literally okay. never heard your perspective of this. Okay. So, so here we it go. was like, okay. And then, and then Neil had stayed with you and he taught you a White Stripes song. Oh, yep. And you and actually, I tried to get you interested in music slightly before that, like three or four years before that, and it kind of went for a little while and then stopped. But anyway, so you 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 sang me this song, and you said, "I think I want to be a singer." 
And what went through my mind at the time was, okay, well, 99.999% of the parents in the world are going to go, yeah, the chances of making it as a singer are so remote. You know, it's like, no, no, that's a really bad idea. (laughs) But I thought she might be able to do this, right? She's got a nice voice. She's natural. And when she was, you know, when she was a baby, she could scream so loud. It was actually painful. So I figured, (laughs) I figured, okay, all right. I'll dust off my guitar. I hadn't been playing in like pretty much 10 years and, and I'll help her. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, what's the best way to go about this? And I thought, well, she's a, it's a little late in life. So in order to do it, you've got to go back and learn basically how songs are constructed and start with simple songs, mm-hmm. which is, so I decided to help you. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think I warned you at the time. What did you say? I, I said, I said, this is going to take a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But and I did it. You did do it. Yes. You went, you went at full force and, 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 and you cleaned up your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, this is working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it did. I remember because I, I have the ability to sing and I have the ability to write. Those are things that like naturally yes, I can I, do. And I considered that. Those are things that naturally I do and I do well. Yes, singing you, singing wise though, I had this huge range and had zero control over it. So what I did do was get lessons from a, from a classical singer for a couple of years, which really helped me control that mm-hmm, range. Mm-hmm. But you and I would sit there and, you know, t- taught, you know, would you teach me music theory and it it doesn't sink in. Like it's hard for me to, it is not natural for me. I'm not naturally musical really um when it comes well, you to are you are in terms of melody melody and notes and you have a your ears better than mine by far and you know so it it worked well it did it, but it was the it was the theory and then it was a rhythm i remember oh. uh, <laughs> uh, learning to play rhythm i i just thought the metronome was moving well yeah. for those of you who don't know yeah. a metronome keeps time it just clicks and it goes and, yeah, that uh, was really a challenge. I could not play along with it. And your foot wouldn't work right. <laughs> <laughs> he would go, tap your foot, tap your foot. And I'd be, it's, it was literally like the scene in The Jerk. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and then he hears, um, what, yeah. what kind of music does he listen yeah. to? Yeah, like, but, sh- like show tunes. And he's like, this music speaks well, to me. Yeah, but it was, yeah, but I, that was... <laughs> That was just because your your mind was getting in the way of the of your natural rhythm in your body because you would think about it too much and you were apprehensive and that was. And oh, you, the dog just puked right next to us. That's nice. Go on, dog. Well, that's nasty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's so true. Um, I I was very self conscious because I I was different than I am now. Yes, you were afraid to get in front of people. Yeah, I was very, because I remember I took a theater class. I talk about this all the time. I took a theater well, class. I was so scared yes. that I quit. Yes, yes. I And I I tried to get you to do that, and you didn't want to. I did want to. I was just afraid. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. were really shy. Well, and even when you first started performing, it was like, get out there in front of the people and, and sing. And, I, and I, I struggled with that all along, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, I feel like I've just recently honestly in the last four years have gotten four or five years have gotten really comfortable because even in the band days i was comfortable but i was comfortable in a band i wasn't comfortable by myself i was comfortable because i could hide behind some people Mm. now i finally feel comfortable like i can do a podcast and talk you know 
in front of people. But I wonder where I get that from. Which part? The being scared of being in front of people. <laughs> Flashback to uh, 10 minutes prior to this taping. Dad says, I have to be in front of people. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, what was the music that you kind of, that kind of inspired you? Like, I want to play music like that. Oh, well, there's guitar players, basically. Certain guitar players. And I'm not sure it's hard to define the quality of those guitar players over others, but part of it is that they're easily recognizable. They have a particular style. They can play three or four notes, and you can say, that's Santana, that's Clapton, that's Dwayne Allman. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it, I'm not sure why that is, but, or, well, actually, it's it's the way they phrase and the, and the way they hold notes, sustain notes, whatever, but. But it was uh, uh, music had to have this quality of sincerity mm -hmm. in order for me to like it, and mm -hmm. and it had to have you know melodic structure. The lyrics had to be relevant. Um, the chord progressions had to be interesting, mm -hmm. you know, and it it had to be somewhat unique. Mm -hmm. But there was there, there was such a wide diversity of music when I first started. I mean, from the Beatles to Led Zeppelin to Santana to Clapton to Jethro Tull, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's it, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Yeah, and this stuff was on Nash the radio. The, yes. And that's the, and all this stuff was on the radio and it had Bob Dylan, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it was, it was interesting music mm -hmm. and, it, and it was very different. Each, each song, the very sounds were different mm -hmm. and they were done very well, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that I got that, you know, from you, you know, looking for quality in music uh, is the most important part of it, you know, the the quality and there's in it and it's the full package, you know, it's the lyrics, it's the melody. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be exceedingly complex to be good. No. I mean, that's like the first songs that I said, we're going to learn these songs when you first started and you would say, why do I have to learn that? <laughs> And I'd say, well, it's a, it's an easy chord progression. It's got a good melody and we'll learn it. And so you learned, I mean, I made you learn songs from my era and it actually helped you later on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know, because it, 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 it gave you a foundation. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's really true because I think a lot of, a, a thing people skip or what I would have skipped if I hadn't had guidance was that if, if you like an artist, if you like a current artist, the best way to learn is find out who their influences were and find out who their influences were and go follow the family tree of influences because you'll definitely find stuff you like in there and you'll figure out, okay, this is why they sound this way or what, you know, they're pulling this sound from that, you know, and you mm -hmm. kind of figure it all out. And it is really, really helpful because I think there's something really diluted that comes from artists that just listen to something current and that's where they stop because there's this whole, lineage that they're kind of missing and it just gets watered down yes and and you and i mean everybody falls prey to this is you get comfortable within a certain style of playing or whatever or and it and it even you know so it's it's you if you push yourself to learn stuff that are that's more difficult to play and it, there was a period of time when I did that. It's like, I want to get technically really, really good. And so I'd sit up every morning with a metronome and play for an hour and tick tock tick and play scales and get fast on electric guitar and so on and so forth. But after a while, I kind of lost interest in that. But, you know, 
Yeah. It, it is what it is. Yeah, learning different styles. I mean, I, I, um, you know, everybody, everybody kind of just stops at a certain point. You're like, okay, I kind of found what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the phrasing, like Otis Redding's phrasing. Like I could never, like it's so hard to imitate and emulate. Like mm-hmm. the way he phrases things for me, it's just so outside of my natural well, ability. Yeah, I think everybody has a kind of a natural rhythm too, mm-hmm. their own natural rhythm. Mm-hmm. And when you, I mean, studio musicians are really good from you know, obviously to to to, to play whatever is necessary, but for people that to just play what they like to play it's really hard yeah yeah it's really hard yeah it's like oh that's a different feel yeah yeah i mean a lot of guitar players i think fall prey to that and um i remember i remember when it's not all bad though no no but i remember when matt first started playing with us matt myers from hellmouth and he would come over matt was matt was he was like phenomenal at stevie ray Vaughan. and that's it and that was it. <laughs> that was it. And, yeah. but, but he learned incredibly fast. Yeah. I mean, he'd say, okay, let's play this song. And it's like, oh, let's, let's, I, I, re- I recall that. It's like, yeah. I remember so, trying to play like just an easy, like country rhythm, like a boom, dum, boom, dum. And it was like his hand would not do that. But what, yet he could go like shred Stevie Ray Vaughan. So it was like a perfect example of what we're talking about. Yes. But, but, but he, he caught on very, very quickly. And then he had his, he had his unique, his style became, it was unique all along. It was like he, no matter what he played, it was kind of like that's Matt. Mm-hmm. But he could, you know, when he's once he started going out to different types of music, which at first was a struggle because he he was he was like kind of like you. He said I, he didn't understand why I thought it might be necessary to learn these other songs mm-hmm. because it gives you a you know a foundation of playing different chord progressions, different structures of songs and so then it gives you a, a wider base to choose from mm-hmm. well i mean i feel like i have i for for all of my 20s i was like kind of close-minded of oh i i only like this or i only like this or and the older i get the more validity i see in all types of music even types of music that i might not necessarily like choose to listen to i can listen to something on pop radio and say that melody is really good or the production is very interesting or like I find something in it that that almost almost with every type of music that I can say yeah that's well, good you, you learn to hear all the parts you learn to hear all the parts but also um but also just keeping an open mind like I stopped being like this music sucks <laughs> like that's who wants to walk around like that like I don't like it's just not fun <laughs> Well, you Dad's did, like this you, music sucks. You go, you go through that period of time. Well, you went through that period of time where you play. I don't remember what music it was in the car when, when you were in high school, and I was like, "Oh, this drives me nuts." The Blink One Eighty Two face. I, I guess whatever it was. It's like, oh no. Oh well. I mean, to the point where I bought you a set of headphones and a small CD player and said, "Here, if you're going to listen to that, plug this in. I don't want to hear it." <laughs> and you, it's probably not bad music. It just it's, I didn't like it. Well, <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's the thing, and that was a that's kind of like why I started doing this Blink One Eighty Two project was because, um, because I see this stuff in these songs. I see that these songs are good songs, and I see, you know, they can relate to a totally different audience. You know, if you just reframe them a little bit, and maybe not all of the songs, but like some of them are just really good. So, what do you think of my Blink project? Well, I would have not recognized those songs. <laughs> oh my so, god! But they're good songs. See, they're good songs. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the way they're it's the way they're produced. Yeah, as the way you present something. You know, you're presenting yeah. it for yeah. a certain audience, and mm-hmm. I don't know. So, are you uh, 
Are you excited about these upcoming shows? I mean, I know you're nervous. I don't but know like, what to expect. Well, they're going to be cool. People are yeah, going to be nice. It should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how be how has it been learning these songs? Well, at first it was, I mean, it's, it's haven't been doing it very long, about a week. But the first, the first times I went through them, it's like, oh, these songs are better than I thought they were. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's like, oh, I never paid that much attention before. I said, that's an interesting, you go to a two chord. I would normally go to a five chord. It's like, okay, that, yeah, that's cool. So, the, <laughs> so, so Well, yeah. uh, no, that's, it's, it's, it's interesting because we played so much together at the beginning and that like the fact that you don't even like know how to play these songs and that you're learning them is kind of wild. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah kind of fun it's like and then then you've had them you've you've done the songs with various people so i can go to youtube and i can say well how'd this guy play it how do you play it how do you play it and it's like oh well i can pick that or use this or do that yeah. and just pick them up to you know just well enough to back you up it's like you know i did have this thought the other day i thought okay so i have this child this child you know she's a little bitty she grows up she turns into this woman and then i become the hired help <laughs> <laughs> And there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dave Tupin, everybody. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Dave, we'll do some more of this, uh, you know, so long as you stay in the country. And it, for those of you who don't know, uh, my dad also lives part-time in Argentina, so mm -hmm. he's not here all the time. So all the way from Argentina, Dave Tupin, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Right. It's been my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> now we know the truth. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, that wasn't so painful. This episode is brought to you by Hope Rocks. Hope Rocks is a grassroots organization dedicated to enlightening, educating, empowering, and engaging a community response to the epidemic of despair and death caused by addiction, depression, and social isolation. It is fast becoming recognized nationally for its unique and community-based approach for breaking down barriers and stigma associated with these issues. It's an organization whose mission is to help people see the light within so they can shine to the world. For more information, follow them on social platforms or check them out at hoperocksny.com.